0: in the a.m. This is your host, Shatana Powell. I'm joined by our
1: lovely co-host, Tiffany Rachan. Oh my
0: gosh, so glad to be
1: here. Good morning, Shatana. Good morning. Good morning, morning, Drew.
0: Yes. Um, This is our second show, our second show of the season, and so I want to just kind of kick it off by, you know, introducing ourselves, um, introducing the show, and then getting straight into it. So, Afrofuturism in the a.m asking ourselves how can we design ourselves a better future um, a lot of times whenever we're thinking about what we want to do um, going forward we're, we're not always saying how can we design liberation into every aspect of our lives and this is a show really to just kind of get into that um, design sounds like a highfalutin word I know if I were to say design let's design our futures people in my community look at me like what you talking about right right (laughs) right
1: I can't just color this in Yeah.
0: yeah I mean we could design a couch we could design furniture but how we design in the future um for me what it means to design the future means what is it that you want in the future and how can we bake that into the pie so to speak so if we understand that in the future we want a just and equitable society then we need to bake that into the pie of our society. Currently our society is not just and equitable. And it's been designed that way. (laughs) This society is designed to make sure that those people of color who are always being um, let's say put on the, the worst end of the stick via either enslavement, Jim Crow or any other injustices in the world that is a design of America, So we're looking to redesign America. And that doesn't come easy because it always takes participation. It takes your your participation, a little bit of imagination. It's hard because so long we haven't really imagined what our future has been. We have demanded that we have a better future. But what does it look like to imagine a better future? And these are the things that we're talking about here on Afrofuturism in
1: the AA. I like that. I like
0: that. Thank you. So um, what we have for our show today, we have some really cool things happening. First, we have a guest speaker um, who's going to talk to us about health. Um, This is the month of health. January is all about health. On our first show, we talked about a couple of uh, alarming statistics. Uh, as it relates to um, as it relates to the black community, and these statistics are are not anything to 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 ignore. Um, it turns out that whenever you're talking about black health, you're really looking at um, all spectrums of health, whether it be physical health, mental health, you know, um our environment, like the health of our environment, sustainability. Black health covers all of those um, areas that are really important so um as we as we get into our show we're going to be talking a lot about health it's all about health um after that we're going to do a little segment that i like to call what inspires you today you know because i really think that every day we should stop to really reflect on what's inspiring us and it gives us a chance to really touch down on like what's happening in the world because um, i mean The edict, the idea to design the world is ever, everlasting. It never changes. Like, tomorrow, you know, our government could fall. And I'm still asking, so what are we
1: doing to redesign the world? Totally, totally. Like, what's going to be, what's standing when this does crumble? Because it's going to crumble.
0: Yes. Yeah. And um, so that is what inspires us um finding ways to to be strong in light of uh this crumbling crumbling world that we are in crumbling democracy for sure um and then we're going to end in the day with a little bit of fun i mean i hope we always have fun but definitely going to end the day with a little bit of fun so um we- With that being said, I do want to go ahead and open up by just um, asking Tiffany, how has your month been in terms of, like, reflection and health? I feel like January is that month of reflection, really understanding uh, where you are health-wise. It's been,
1: uh, it's been a culmination. Last year was just, I mean, you know, with all that happened, it was it was just you know this crazy year, but it was also a year that I got super super serious. I've always been into holistic health, but last year was the year that I was like, let's take this up a notch. And it just so happened that you know everybody was concerned about their health and you know this whole whatever we want to call it was happening. But with me taking it serious, um, I just I just learned and revisited and. Re- so much in terms of like, I hate to use you know, coin words, but this whole self-care premise, and this month has just been a continuation of that like, okay, I'm in it you know, and now I'm actually buying my produce from, you know black farmers, right, I'm actually supporting uh, one brother who I think a lot of, everybody knows he, he's building plant boxes you know And so it's like, yeah, I'm actually physically catching up to everything that I started mentally and spiritually last year. So it's been, it's been incredibly liberating. You know, we talk about that redesigning, you know, the way you consume and the way you look forward to. Okay, so you know what, I have to be mindful that if this is the produce that I'm purchasing, then, you know, it has to take me this far. And just wanting to do more of that. Consciously, so I've just been I bought a mini trampoline. We got a mini trampoline for Christmas. Oh I get on it every, you know, every day, even if it's five, ten minutes. That sounds joyful. Oh my gosh, TM like absolutely loves it. And I do too, you know. Because it, because I sit so much for work you know so it's like well if I don't have time I can just jump on the trampoline I like that yeah um, so I haven't been able to ride my bike as much so just stuff like that just catching up physically making it more convenient for me to cover every aspect so physically mentally spiritually rebuilding my altar you know just just all of it all of it how about you
0: um so this past year 2020 was definitely one of rethinking and re-understanding what it is I want um, so that I could center my own health in that. And um, you you do bring up a really good point that a lot of people don't think about. You know, every year I think everyone says, um, how can I do better? How can I be healthier? Um, And a lot of people ultimately end up doing things like saying, oh, I want to eat healthier um, or I want to be able to, I don't know, recycle more but they really Mm -hmm. don't go further into like eating healthier and being sustainable in my community means supporting black farmers right so even if I have to go out of my way let me design my life around health and sustainability by finding a black farmer right so I can purchase from them and much of that i think the number one thing with my health because in 2020 i had a baby and um before that i was very much so like i'm at the gym three four times a week doing like two three hour exercise like this is what i understood you know health to be um and, and it definitely went along with like grind culture. So you know, like I gotta get it in, no matter what. It's leg day, you know, <laughs> or um that is
1: commendable. Because <laughs> I'm like Shatana I had no idea. Your gym buff?
0: I I used exercise to allay anxiety. Gotcha. I couldn't be anxious if I was running. You know, because you end up in this moment like in your body where you know you just focus on the task at hand it made me it made me be present i think that's what i liked about it even if i didn't know it it made me be present it made me focus on my breath it made me um kind of cast away whatever anxious feelings that i was having totally and Mm -hmm. as i ran the longer i ran the better i felt And i always did some of the best thinking while i was running oh i'm sure
1: i'm sure because it it is a mindful practice yes yeah
0: and and, um i know that whenever i was really feeling low i would just say okay this year i'm going to run further and faster but I, I will say, like, personally, the way in which I was operationalizing that, because I was doing that for a very long time, like, I have been um, kind of running and doing track ever since high school. And so, you know, it's it's been over a decade or so of, of that kind of
1: mindset. Wow. Um, I think you told me that before, but I guess I'm just like, until I see you, you know, doing it. Hmm. I didn't know she does that.
0: Yeah, that's why they say take pictures.
1: (laughs) I get it, I get it. I need proof, I need proof.
0: (laughs) Uh, But, so this year, this past year, 2020, I had a baby, and all that came to an end. You know, like that idea that I can, I can, I have control to get up and go, and I can just push, 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 and that's the secret to health. But when I had my child, I had preeclampsia, um, which is really dangerous, um, it's a silent killer, and then on top of having preeclampsia after the baby was born, you know, I basically had to be on bed rest because um, of high, I had high blood pressure after the baby was born, so I couldn't, it was extremely high, it was dangerous, so it was like one of those things where you just sit down, you put your feet up, your swollen feet up, and uh, you, you take it easy and eat healthy, Um, and I I don't think people talk about this really because it made, it made me feel like I had less agency
1: Yeah. when you can't move. It's, it's, you know, I talk about it a little bit too from, you know, the year previous when I couldn't eat and couldn't, you know, eliminate, like it's very, it's debilitating and it's, it's painful, not just physically, but spiritually. Cause it's a whole different. Yeah. You have to think differently. Like you can just up and go. And this is why it's so important for us to really stop when our body is saying, "Yo, you got to do something different." You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And in that idea of just stopping, because I, I think it's just part of a black woman's life. Like the just idea. Go, go, go. The idea of stopping never occurred to me. yeah yep.
1: Like I got. I gotta work to do. Can't stop, won't stop. Right. No, for real. Like straight Diddy. something that you know is directly tied to this conversation about black health right and I don't I don't like to exclude you know gender but when we are talking about the mule if you will the black woman has always been like you gotta keep going you gotta keep going you gotta keep going oh it don't matter that your whole life is just falling down around you keep going keep going and what we're seeing and I've talked to you about this and I've talked to some of the other you know BCM Houston members is we're already tired you know? Yeah. So then when we have a health setback, it's really our body's way of saying, like, no, you're not superwoman. Like, you sit down. Sit down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we are so driven by surviving, right, and taking care of our families and all these things. It's like, but if you bleed out, like, you're going to die. Yeah. And they're going to be out anyways. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, um, the phrase that comes to mind is, nothing will work unless you do.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah. and in both ways. And, and and for for a long time, I always interpret that to mean that if I'm not constantly, you know, rallying, organizing, you know, getting things together, putting things together, you know, hosting, facilitating, you know, all this stuff, ain't nothing going to work. Yeah. But that's not true. At all. Because that's not allowing me to first of all rely on my community rely on them right you know i i think in my head i'm just like "Uh -uh, uh-uh y'all ain't gonna do it the way it's supposed to be done you know (laughs) i need to get up and do it but um and 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 again that's 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 in support of white supremacy to be honest all day I'm not saying that there isn't positives that come from it because you know black women have organized the revolution quite frankly oh totally as far as I'm understanding it um but that That always coming from a survival mindset, that's what you said, a survival mindset. Period. It's not designing the world that we want, because we don't always want to be in survival mode, right? I would like to be in the mode of, uh, I don't know, excess I got, I got too much time on my hands, you know? I want to be in a mode of lavish living, totally, you know? Totally. I got too much luxury around me.
1: <laughs> and, and, and we shall, because, you know, even speaking it right now, but you're right, that, that's exactly what that is, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, that's not cool. Um, I just, I, you know, and I always say this, we're human beings, not human doings. Yeah. And we've become so enamored with this concept of having to do, just to be seen, if you think about it, right? Just to be acknowledged so that we can translate that into some sort of currency to survive, yeah. right? But as you spoke to, the, you know, the community piece, it's yeah, so this has to be about reciprocity. Mm. It can't be a one way street. If I don't hear from Shatana, you know, or I know that there is, and this is, this is, this is another layer of the conversation that we've been having, an extension, if you will. I should, something should trigger me. I shouldn't be that busy that I say, wait, let me check on Shatana. But this is what's happening. And it's keeping us ever so divided. Yeah. Because I'm running too much. You're running too much. Neither one of us knows when we're burnt out. Right. Right. And we're still community members and we still, you know, love and support each other. But then who else is in the community that's also burned out, right? Mm-hmm. So it hits every single every, every which way. And it's so important for us to address it proactively. See the system, you know, and we know this, creates this opportunity for them for us to come to them once we're sick. But if we looked at this through a proactive lens, saying, yo. I'm not going to let it get here. And the minute it does, I'm going to shut it down. Yeah, You know, then we would do much better. But it does start in the mind. Like I can't keep going when my body is saying no. Yeah, exactly. I have to call Call somebody. I have to say something. I have to do something and whatever it is can work. (laughs) <laughs> and and
0: that right there is an active mindset yeah I will say um, I do know some stories of people in my community who their body broke down mm. you know whether it be through high blood pressure diabetes any one of the many diseases that affect black people at a higher rate than it does any other um, group in America you know it catches up to you. And then what ends up happening is, like, you don't have that mindset that says, I have, I have the luxury of stopping. I have the the community that will help. Like, there's not always a mindset that says, like, I can stop. And so a lot of people end up in, in a really, I almost, I almost want to say this is a mental health um, crisis. Yeah, totally. Um, because you'll see people who I know in my family specifically who have diabetes and will be more than okay with having
1: limbs cut off and they'll just say I can't it's like it's like an offering yeah it's really sad